1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. Welcome to opening day of the Beer Show Edition right here on 1500 ESPN. Online, you can find us at 1500ESPN.com and live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. My name is Chris Reavers. Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores will be back with us again next week. Manny Hill is here. Pat What's sh- up, brah? Pat shut the TV off and I wanted to watch baseball. <laughs> He's <God>. mad. <laughs> Why? Oh, he gets the Twins lost. Ah, the Twins lost. Ah, Who's doing the, the triple header? It's ESPN right now, MLB Network. Okay. I think so. Here yeah. we go. Now we're ready to go. So, um, Manny, here's how I wanted to start the show tonight. Okay. So, uh, I've mentioned on the air a couple of times already that I, I was down in Fort Myers with my uh, beloved wife. Uh, this past extended weekend, and, and in fact, I was just in the green room talking to Tom from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, who will join us in the next segment. It is really funny to me when you go to a different market and you see how craft beer is in, because we really are spoiled in this market. The Twin Cities has a really great and extensive craft beer portfolio with a lot of great breweries that are around, not only the metro, but you know, outstate and you go down to Fort Myers, and it's nothing against them. It, the beer was fine, but they're way behind where where we are here. And in fact, I got this story. So I did the the one place we did go to that I really enjoyed was oddly enough the Fort Myers Brewing Company. Uh, we went there the very first night we uh, we were down there on Friday, and I had the high five, which was good. But I had a flight. It was uh, it was good, but it, you could tell they're they're a little bit behind. <laughs> But then I got this story, and actually uh, Sushri gave me this story yesterday. Um, Point Yabel Brewery in South Fort Myers, one I had not heard of until he gave me this story. It's a new craft beer <clears throat> made with marijuana. A marijuana-infused beer. Now, here's the bit. So it doesn't have any of the the cannabis compounds that in a sense, get you high like marijuana would. Yeah. They're just using the actual herb, much like with the um, integration involved with the hops. Okay. So it's completely a marketing gimmick. Yes. It's going to be terrible because when you, and I, 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 I would like need it's just going to taste bad. Well, or? that's what my, I, that's what my guess would be because once, and I know this from asking Bartley, who's, you know, the, the, the mad chemist from Ben Bruce Stillery, he says you always have to be careful when you're adding non-traditional uh, ingredients to things like the hops because you're really going to mess with the beer. So this is 100% driven to be a marketing gimmick. And maybe they're just saying that and they're actually using regular components to the hop variety and things of that nature. But I can imagine this is going to be awful. Yeah. I, I'm not going to try it. It doesn't, sound, uh, it doesn't sound like it would taste too good. No. And I'm not going to. So I, and I, yeah. Even if I, and had so is I, it gonna be? Is it is it gonna be kind of happy or is it gonna be a little bit more? Well, that's uh, their claim. Their claim malty. is it's not gonna it's not gonna be too far off of what their regular uh, varietal uh, would be. But I I've got to imagine that it's just gonna be it's just gonna be yeah, terrible. And you're, what you're gonna do well. is you're gonna you're gonna sell this to the stoners that aren't necessarily devoted craft beer drinkers. That's who you're gonna market and sell this beer to. But I thought that that was pretty funny. That, that just kind of seems like. 
putting sugar on something that's spicy. I don't know. Like yeah. it just it, it you're, cru- you're mixing two of, worlds. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's yeah, I don't know about that. All right, so you had a story that you shared with me via text message yes. and I want you to share it with the beer show audience because I think it's uh, I think it's pretty funny. Okay, so my girlfriend and I, we both we both love to enjoy our adult beverages and uh so we were having brunch at an establishment uh here in the Twin Cities uh two Sundays ago. And uh, she was, you know, and I, I had a, I think I had a, I had a Moscow mule that I was drinking and she right. was drinking a Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend, Jenny, she loves Bloody Marys. And so she's just drinking it and, 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 um, you know, she's like, yeah, this is, this is pretty good. But, you know, you, you the, to have a really, really good uh, Bloody Mary, you got to put Clamato in. <laughs> and I immediately thought... Of uh, Mackie and Judd's boy Randy in Cottage Grove, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, immediately came to my mind. You gotta put Clamato in, or it ain't gonna taste right. What? So then I had to, because I she said that, and then I just started to chuckle, and she's like, "What? What is so funny?" And I said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I got to, I got to tell you." First off, I got to text Reavers, and then I yeah. got to tell you the story. I got to tell you about story. Uh, our guy Randy in <laughs> Cottage Grove. So I broke it down for, her, and she's like, "Yeah, Randy's right. He's and, exactly right." And if I'm not mistaken. Randy, the reason that Mackie and Judd were able to capture that soundbite is because Randy had already tapped the pony keg for draft day coverage from last year. Yes. And this was a morning call. Obviously, he called yeah, Mackie and Judd around 9 yeah. o'clock. And he was talking about mixing the Clamato with whatever beer that they were tapping that day. And that's when he said, you got to put Clamato in it. Clamato in or it ain't going to taste right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not knowing that he was on the air with Matthew yeah. and Judd. Yeah. Oh, I, I love, I love the end of that. He's just what? Yeah. He's almost like he's asking himself a question. Yeah. So, uh, I hadn't had the chance to tell this story to Patrick. Uh, but, uh, so we, I mentioned that I was down in Fort Myers and it was beautiful and it is I, I I had gone a couple of weeks just trying to you know fast and and save myself up for our trip and so I had gone almost a month without having anything to drink and then the first thing I did when we got to Hammond Stadium I got I got to have a cold one I got I'm sitting here I'm watching baseball it's 80 <laughs> degrees I got to have a beer yes so Saturday uh, she and I drove up to Sarasota well first we went to Bradenton to watch the Pirates game and then as long as we were there to watch the Twins in Sarasota we thought well let's go to Bradenton and watch the Pirates game for a couple innings. So we're in Sarasota at the Orioles Park, and uh, the way it's laid out is they've got the two dugouts. You know, the Twins were on the third base side, and they've got the drink rail with the ascending bullpens on both sides. Mm -hmm. So we're walking by there, and the outfield is, you know, this was a Saturday night game that started at 6. Okay. So it's mostly adults, and everybody's having a good time. Okay. So Jess... Uh, was kind of taking some of the photos because it was a neat ballpark. I really liked the one, the Orioles Park in Sarasota, which I found out used to be the home of the Cincinnati Reds, which okay. I did not know. So we're standing near the the drink rail above where the Twins bullpen would be, and I was wearing a regular polo shirt. Jess was wearing a Twins tank top, and it's well documented on this show and this radio station that I have vastly outkicked my coverage. It's <laughs> yes, no no question, and I'm the <laughs> first one that fully admits that and. Royce likes to make fun of me. Like, I have no idea what spell you've put over your wife, why she would want to marry you. I understand that because I have drastically outkicked my yes. coverage as well. So yes. you so know. I, I, I empathize, yes. So we're <laughs> we're standing above the Twins' dugout, and we're watching, you know, number 68 warm up. Yeah. So behind him, and Eddie Guardado was there monitoring the situation, behind him was probably, I would guess, eight to ten other Twins players, 
Some might have been major league ones, but everybody was wearing. You couldn't tell who was who. Mm-hmm. And so she's standing there taking a picture, and she's standing next to a couple of old timers that were in their 70s, I would guess. Mm-hmm. And he looks at her taking a picture of the bullpen and says, oh, which which one is yours? Assuming she was married to one of the ball players in the bullpen. <laughs> oh, and no. she she turns, I'm about three feet behind her. She said, actually, I, I'm unfortunately stuck with this one. And I just kind of <laughs> half waved. And, hey, how are you? And he, he, he felt bad, like, don't, don't, don't worry, dude. I, I, I know I, I should not be married to this one. I, I completely understand. But I thought, uh, I thought you guys would get a kick out oh, of that one. Great. That, uh, yes, that does happen. That, uh, that does happen to us guys that, uh, anyway. So I thought that, uh, that was pretty funny. And, uh, that was, uh, our third game in three days. Third, a third game in two days, and then we went to the Twins uh, game on uh, Sunday that the day after. And I, as much as I love baseball, I was ready to. We were ready good. to wind it down. Yeah, we were. We were bit. good. We didn't need to go to a because she wanted. She's like, well, let's go to the Red Sox game. You know, the one I was telling you about on Monday yeah, night, yeah. where my God, they were charging ninety bucks for standing room tickets for that Cubs Red Sox game on Monday it's night over spring at Jeff training. Blue. Are know, you it, kidding me? It, it was beyond ridiculous. Bucks? It was beyond ridiculous. I couldn't, That's absurd. I couldn't believe it. So anyway, uh, but it was fun. I highly advise going down to spring training as Patrick does basically every year and, and, and ridicules you if you don't. Anyway, uh, we're going to step aside for just a quick moment. We're going to come back with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits and take a tour of the weekly beer run. Do not touch that radio dial. Folks, this is The Beer Show. This is the Beer Show on 1500 ESPN. The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As 1500 ESPN's Beer Show now continues. That's right. It's time for the weekly beer run right here on the Beer Show on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com. And that means it's time to welcome in our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities at the corner of 42nd Hiawatha in South Minneapolis and in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. Tom is here this evening, represented Elevated. How are you, man? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. So, um... Wait, do you hear that? What? That's everybody tuning in that was listening to the the twins. The twins are over. Now they're tuning into the beer show. To, That's right. To 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 pour out their woes. No, how yep. do you say it? to uh, to to uh, commiserate with yeah, us? Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so uh, what we do on this segment every single week is we highlight a cool brewery, and uh, you guys do a fantastic job of highlighting really great uh, craft breweries in and around the state, in and around the country, and this week is no exception. Yeah, for sure. One of our good friends here who have been in the business uh, a, a while, uh, craft beer OG here, Steve Cregan. That is correct. Thanks Cregan. for having me back. I, I I went up. My pitch went up there. That was that, that was, was almost question mark. Yeah. You went Ron Burgundy on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, from Sierra Nevada. Our friends from Sierra Nevada here today. So we're we're pumped to to talk beer with Steve. Awesome, Steve. Welcome back, man. Yeah. So when you're representing Sierra Nevada, is your job really that difficult? I know because you make such great <laughs> beer. Is my point. You know that's that's the beautiful thing about working for uh, for a company that's synonymous with quality. Um, yeah, it's, I, I couldn't work for a better company. Okay. 
That's cool. <laughs> um, what do we have in front of us? Because these are two beers that I am not all that familiar with the the brand anyway or the logo. What 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 do you have in front of us here? Yeah, so we've got uh, two brand new beers. One we launched at the beginning of the year. That's our hazy little thing, oh, unfiltered un- unfiltered IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, delicious. Tom, hand me that can. I want to yeah. I want to take a little whiff. And then the uh, the second one I brought, we just launched uh, two weeks ago in the state mm-hmm. of Minnesota. It's a reformulation of our Ultra Vase. Which is a uh, Goza base beer. Uh, the reformulation where we're using uh, blue agave nectar and lime that we're infusing into it. Um, Isn't that okay? Now let me ask a really stupid question. Um, with a Goza style and lime, isn't that somewhat counterproductive, or is that uh, are those two like combative styles of beer, or not really? No, the, the idea behind this one is uh, with a Goza, you're getting a very tart and uh, salty base okay, beer. Okay, because I'm almost, almost picturing like a sour style. Isn't that what yeah. a Goza typically is? Sure. Okay. Yeah, it's a light sour, and and this is kind of uh, a different angle. I like to kind of bring this up for people that maybe don't like you know heavy beers or you know looking for something different. It has that light tartness. It's it it's fairly light in the palate, and then you can play around and in this case they they add lime and agave cool um to balance out that flavor profile so you know a, a plain goza can be a little boring mm-hmm. um you know it's a traditional old school style um a light sour with salt and coriander but um it's it's just ripe for adding fruit and kind of playing with it and so in summertime and everything yeah, else. yeah. So and, lime and, and beer i mean it goes together pretty well and think about this flavor you know this flavor profile with the with the blue agave nectar and and the lime with a uh tart and, and salty base beer you're almost reminiscent of uh, margarita type flavor profiles sure sure yeah. which is extremely popular especially like yeah, we were summer, saying like right? this time yeah. of the year yep <laughs> that's cool <laughs> so uh the 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 little the hazy little thing excuse me um, is this a result of the popularity of the hazy style beer, or have you guys been doing this this style for for a while now at Sierra Nevada? Uh, so this is a style that we've played around with for a few years since we started our, our East Coast brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously we saw the popularity out there with this style. Um, we've we've got a few brands that we've kept at the brewery. One's called FOMO, um, and then this is a recipe we've been working on for a few years now, uh, really trying to stabilize it for national distribution. Um, one of the things with with hazy IPAs is that they have a very short shelf life. Um, so for a big brewery like Sierra Nevada to take one, you know, from the West Coast all the way to the East Coast and from the East Coast to the, you know, sure. central United States here, you got to make sure that the beer is going to be good for the consumers by the time they get it. So uh, we've been working on this one for, for a while now, stabilizing it. And uh, and I, I got to tell you, our brewers really, really hit it out of the park. And if my uh, judgment is anything, I, I'm noticing, you know, because sometimes you'll see the trends, you know, especially when they burst onto the scene, the way the hazy trend, and maybe this is a better question for Tom, but I don't really see it going anywhere, at least because there's, from for me, I'm I'm in love with this style of beer, and still am. I haven't been burned out by it yet, and yeah. I don't think I will be. Yeah, it, you know, again, it's, I talked about it a little bit with that, you know, you're coming into, a, uh, from a different angle a little bit. I mean, IPA was one of, you know, the most... Um, Difficult styles for, you know, new people to get into just because of the intensity of the flavor and bitterness. Now, these hazy IPAs have all that hop is is added towards the end and the flavor and aroma. Mm-hmm. And so they're not bitter or not nearly as bitter as, as some of your traditional IPAs. So 
Uh, you know, you're you're doing that. You're taking away that bitterness, uh, which makes it more approachable. Uh, the oats in the style, the different grains make them softer on the mouth, uh, the mouthfeel. Uh, so that kind of plays into it. And then you're kind of playing with these great uh, flavor profiles from the, the citrusy kind of area that, you know, a lot of people like. And, and so... Um, you know, it's been a kind of a crazy trend, and but I think you're right. In some form or another, we're going to see these types of beers uh, around for a long time. And I know that you know, with some of them that are you know crisper and 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 you know the the more refreshing type, obviously their their popularity is only going to you know increase significantly this time of the year when people are looking for the lighter approach to some of these IPAs. But I got to tell you, I I'm a fan of that style year round. So I don't know if that's kind of the intention and, and the regular consumer or if that's just my own personal taste. But I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think a big part of the popularity of these, um, to Tom's point, you know, it's it's all late edition hops. So you're getting all the characteristics of the hops without getting the bitterness. You're getting the aromas, the flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's, it's that bitterness that I think throws people off. Um, and especially when you're looking at people who are getting into the craft beer category yep. mm-hmm. who haven't trained their palates on some of these big West Coast style IPAs. Um, we were talking earlier, I mean, I almost talk about like uh, drinking coffee. You know, yep. you don't start drinking your coffee black when you're, you know, I'm going to say yes. 21 for this, Sing- for this conversation. <laughs> Single origin, <laughs> right. pour over black <laughs> right. coffee. You're not doing your Chemexes. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, you know, you're starting out with, with sugar and cream and you're making it softer on your palate and a little Some bit sweeter. Some of us sweeter, that have just turned 40 still do that. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Right. And so it's, it's, it's a more approachable flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- with that, is this, for, for you guys anyway, um, because you guys have such a successful brand by by nature, and you guys have been such a a, a good brand not only in this market but you know nationwide, uh, d- do you have to approach this a little bit differently than somebody else when you're trying something new, or is it when it's a project like this? Can can you guys have more fun with it? Yeah, I mean, or is that a really loaded question at all at once? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, here I'm, I'm going to give you uh, this. This one I'm going to say we take we take a style. And we do it better. Sure. Um, at Sierra Nevada, you know, we're always striving for quality. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that separates us from a lot of brewers is that we only use whole cone hops. So we're not using hop pellets. We're not using hop extracts. Um, the flavor profiles that you're getting from this is 100% from the natural flower whole cone hop. Um, so I think that's a big part that separates this beer from from some of the other hazies. Um, and then the fact that our malt bill is, is a little bit different, too. Um, pretty typical hazies are using a lot of wheat and then oats. Um, we're actually using two-row pale, acidulated malt, and then wheat as well. Hmm. Um, so it, it does give it a little bit more of a beery backbone um, than, some of, than some of the other ones. So it's still, yeah, I mean, it still tastes like a beer. Well, not only is that not easy to do, it's also not cheap to do it that way. And I, and I you know, I'm not, I, I'll pat you guys on the back for that because I know you guys make great beer. I, I enjoy your beer, but... That's a real big commitment to make when you're a, a, a brewery of your guys' yeah, size. I was, I was telling I was telling Steve in the back room that they should charge twice as much for the hazy six pack. <laughs> you know, it's like wow, this is line priced. This is crazy value that you can get the. And some of the you know the competition is twice as expensive uh, for this style of beer. So I mean, obviously they leverage you know their the their economies of scale and and their expertise to to bring that value but that's just it i mean i think you know people getting into the style 
you know, you want to enjoy that flavor profile, but maybe you don't want to spend 30 bucks a, you know, a trip. You can get a great six pack and, and hit all those, you know, all those uh, checkpoints with this beer uh, for eight bucks. It's, it's amazing. All right. So critique this for me, Thomas. I'm going to put you on the spot right now. I mean, sure. what, 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 what stands out to you when you're trying this? Cause I can't wait to try the well, uh, hazy know, little thing <laughs> IPA from Sierra Nevada. Yeah, So like the beer definitely, I, I, I'd liken the, the mouthfeel kind of as a, as a w- one big way to tell about these beers. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's, it does feel pillowy soft in your mouth and there's kind of a coating that happens in your mouth with the, with the hops and, and, and those malts where you get kind of the, really that essence of, of the hop. And this is where Fred only would be uh, innuendo heavy right now yes, with what sure. you just said. Yeah, we'll just skip right past that <laughs> mm-hmm. and have a clean show this week. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then, you know, at the end where you normally get that kind of bitterness, the bitterness will typically kick in kind of the back of the back of the tongue mm-hmm. towards the end of the, uh, the, the, the sip or the taste. Um, it's just really not there. And so it's smoother, uh, drinking and it's, it's easy to drink. And I mean, it's definitely made its way into my rotation and, and hazy, like I said, is, is a great way to kind of enjoy this style. Um, cause it, it's, it, this, this one I feel is a little more balanced. Um, you know, you'll find some of those crazy ones that go off the deep end a little bit, which are fun. And I like those occasionally, this one's just a little more crushable, kind of sessionable, um, but still give you that really great hop forward kick for the for the hop heads out there. So what you're saying then is, if uh, if there was a guy that was out there that maybe owned a bottle shop or two in a, in a market that was pretty competitive with really great craft beer, that this was this would be an easy one to select and put on the shelf. It's one of those ones that I've taken <laughs> home as a six pack. Wow, it's, it's not that's high praise. It's not. I know. Gosh, one of these days I'm going to tell somebody I took a twelve pack home, but. <laughs> Uh, normally it's singles, man. I got to taste, you know, we have 500 singles on our single shelf and I got to tell people what, what they taste like. 500? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it ebbs and flows, but at, Who cares? at times it's going to count at, at times it's upwards over 500 single beers in wow. our build your own section. Um, you know, it's, it's heaven for, for beer fans to, to try different things. But what I was saying is like, you know, for me to stay abreast, I can't drink a six pack of every new beer that comes no, out. No. We bring in ten to twenty new beers every week, uh, so my my liver and my family life would not be thanking me. But um, as long as you brought it up, it's worth noting too that you know a lot of places that you'll go don't do as good a job as you guys do. And I've used this where you can build your own six pack because yeah. there's a lot of different beers that you want to try. Whether you work for a brewery and a brand or you're just a casual beer nut like a guy like me. That's a really good opportunity to well, do that yeah, at your store. And when you're investigating styles like a hazy IPA, for example, you yes. could build, you know, you could grab a Sierra, you could grab, you know, a few others in that same uh, category and kind of compare and contrast. Like, which which one do I like best? Mm-hmm. Which part of this beer do I like best? And, you know, if you're liking, you know, something, maybe you can learn something from that. Oh, I really like the Mosaic Hop. You know, maybe I could try this beer that's outside of that style now, but maybe it features mosaics, and now you're drinking mosaic pails or something, and enjoying that even more. But, yeah, so oftentimes we'll kind of figure out those themes. Hey, I'm, I'm really into those hazies, you know, but I don't know which one to pick. Well, why don't you just get six of them, six different ones, 
have a little fun tasting through them, you know, compare and contrast, and then, uh, you know, have a do it a lot cheaper than you would if you had to buy six six packs. All right, so I'm going to hold you guys over for another segment. But uh, Steve, if people are hearing about this, they want to find out more about your beer. I know that they can go online and do that for you guys at Sierra Nevada. That's correct. Yeah, www.sierranevada.com. Awesome. Uh, don't touch that radio dial. The weekly beer is going to take a quick time out, and we'll be right back with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine and Spirits, and Sierra Nevada. This is The Beer Show. How to like beer. You're tuned in to The Beer Show. Taste your beer, letting it wash over each section of your tongue. On 1500 ESPN. Welcome back to The Beer Show here on 1500 ESPN. 1500ESPN.com. It's Reavers, Manny Hill, guiding this ship. And we're in the middle of our weekly beer and with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine and Spirits. And Tom is here. We are talking Sierra Nevada beer. We had a lively conversation going here, just right through the break. Just so uh, I do want to bring this up before I forget, because <laughs> I forgot the first segment. So I opened the show talking to Manny about uh, this brewery down in Fort Myers, and I want to. G- the reason I bring stuff like this up because I don't know Jack. That's why I, I, I want to get educated on this. So a company in uh, Fort Myers called Point Yabel Y B E L. Are you guys familiar with this at all? I okay. No. So it looks like it's South Fort Myers uh, Brewing Company, which I'm sure is just lovely this time of the year, to be honest. So they're going to do a uh, a hazy New England-style IPA infused with essential oils from marijuana plants. Here's the description. Uh, they don't like calling the new IPA a marijuana beer, even though it does technically contain cannabis compounds it has none of the plant's mind-altering THC. Oh, Here's so my question for you two experts. Is this going to taste like dog water? Because that's all I'm I'm picturing this as a marketing gimmick, but if the company itself says it's not going to call it a marijuana-induced beer, I, I, I cite BS on that because... You're only doing this for one right. reason. It's for marketing purposes. Right, for sure. Yeah. All right, take the floor. You guys answer it, this question. It's, it sounds like it's going to be dank. <laughs> it, and that's I not know, a word it, you want associated with if, your beer. If they're take, if it's got none of the kind of psychoactive material, then I, I assume it's kind of like a hemp based. Anyways, what I wanted to say about that is that the the cannabis plant and and the hop plant are actually genetically similar. Oh, really? They're, they come from They're kind in the same of, genus, aren't they? They're, 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 they're cousins, yeah, that's, essentially. That's, that's smarter than I am, but huh. um, yeah, so, and and you you know, like when you're looking at uh, you know, a hot beer, an IPA, what you're talking about, these aromas and and, and there's some crossover in the, in the descriptors. Like you said, dank. You know, uh that that I hear comes from, from the uh the marijuana community too is you know, the, the pungent smells and uh stuff like that. So the you bring that up, I think yeah, that's that's a a definite kind of marketing thing, but I you know, my my little experience in that world tells me that, you know, the hemp is pretty uh Useful. I mean, you can make a lot of products with it. It grows well, whatever. Um, I'm hearing also that there are in in Denver where marijuana is legal uh, that they're doing THC infused beers or something like that. What were we saying? The, yeah, the old so I, I was, guy. Yeah, I was just reading in one of the uh, 
you know, the the, the news rags, uh, you know, in, industry rags earlier this week. Um, yeah, the old Blue Moon guy, Keith uh, Vieja, I can't remember how they pronounce his last name, but he's partnering up with uh, some local chemists and, and a dispensary, and he's actually creating a non-alcoholic beer that's going to be infused with a psychoactive ingredient for marijuana to be sold in Denver and in Washington and, and these other states. Who will this we're... appeal to? The the stoners? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's essentially it's going to go into these Just like you know, kind of marijuana a dispensaries. Medium for for ingesting. THC. So you can you can drink this like let's let's just say you're uh, you're you're someone that gave up. You took the cure. You're a quitter. You know you 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 don't drink, <laughs> but you could you could still consume this without you know breaking your breaking your rules. Well, yeah, if you're out on alcohol. But if you're still having the mind altering substance inside of it, so so that's who you're catering to essentially. Yeah, I think it's the guy who goes in there and wants to buy. I've edibles. never been in one, so I'm not going to tell you what I know. But uh, you know, yeah, edibles or yeah, chocolates. They got they got, they got gummy bears I think they have now. Sports drinks or juices. Every, yeah, so why not a beer? So this is has this already gone to production, or is this going to be in production? I so, think I think it's an idea right yeah, now. Oh, okay. But, All right. It, in but the works. I mean, it's it's definitely a, it, you know something that's cropping up more and more. I'm hearing more and more ideas and and different companies talking about it because so there's got to be it's, a gigantic some, audience out there for that product. I would think. Oh, for sure. I mean, you're just seeing that more and more states are kind of like taking a more relaxed stance. And 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 so, I mean, and I don't want to say one way or another kind of, you know, that I'm, you know, saying that this is a good thing or whatever, but I'm just saying like you're seeing more and more people taking advantage of the opportunity that, you know, this this segment kind of provides. And whether that's, you know, using something to like get high or like, you know, do a different kind of drug for a beer, or if they're using just kind of more of the plant-based material, uh, as a, as a, you know, ingredient that's Mm -hmm. interesting and different. Um, there's a lot of different ways and it just seems like this country is kind of waking up to that to a certain point or, or just taking advantage of it to try and, you know, make money, which can't blame. So the message here is stay in school kids. (laughs) Right. Okay. Uh, well, so I did not know that the uh, the the THC plant and the hop plant are in the same family. Essentially, yeah. they're, they're they're cousins of one another. To which then I would say, so why hasn't this been done previously? Or maybe it has, and I'm not familiar with it. Well, again, it's just kind of the 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 the, the legalities. Yeah, that, sure. that the drug is coming kind of out of the underground. So I mean, I think it's just seeing the light of day and and seeing these kind of opportunities and. It's it's definitely interesting. I, I you know I don't really expect to see a, a great beer uh, with that because you know tradition and and uh, like the way kind of beard has developed historically. If that was the best way to make beer, they would have been making it that sure. way. All right, so let's let's transition back to the guest here at hand, Sierra yeah. Nevada. We were talking <laughs> about the hazy little thing, but we did not spend I don't think an, enough time on the 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 the, the goose. Goza style oh. ale, the goose. My God, what's wrong with me? Uh, the little lime twist. I want to hear more about this one because we didn't spend enough time on it. Yeah. So this, uh, <clears throat> this is. I've been drinking a lot of this one since we released it. And when um, did you guys release this one? Remind me again. Three weeks ago. Two okay. Weeks ago. Okay. So new to the market. State. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Um. So it was a. So o- otra vez is a brand oh. that that we released. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting. <laughs> wow. I'm going good on this. Wow. Here. It's got a little. <laughs> there. Wow. So so we actually launched this brand in uh, in in 2016. Um, initially, 
it was a, a goza infused with prickly pear cactus and, and ruby red grapefruit. Mm. Um, did well, sold well, uh, but we just you know it's time to kind of reformulate it, re- refresh in the package, and, and give the uh, you know give give the the beer a little bit more of a fresher zest to it. Um, it's I mean it's this this goza style or these these lime gozas especially are are really becoming like industry favorites. Um, a lot of bartenders get behind the brands because they can get off of work. They're they're low ABV, so they can mm-hmm. have one after work. They don't have to worry about getting you know behind the wheel of their car mm-hmm. after having an eight percent IPA. They can just have a light, easy drinking beer, um, but they're packed full of flavor. You know, so that's I mean that's the beauty behind them. They're they're light, they're easy drinking, but they're full of flavor and you, very complex. You hit on the number one way to enter a market. Get on the bartender's good side. Yes, <laughs> it's a very, very good and easy, quick way to get it to get into many stores. That's very cool. And, well, and and that's what we found with the last brand was, um, you know, it was infused with prickly pear cactus. You know, standard consumers going, I don't know what cactus tastes like, um, but the the bars that we got it into uh, where the staff loved it, it flew out. You know, the, sure. the kegs were flying because they were recommending. Because they're going to recommend it to exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the ones where the staff didn't fully, you know, understand that that slightly sour kind of new entry style, it, it didn't do as well because they because they weren't recommending it. And gozas aren't a huge category in craft beer to begin with. Right. I mean, two thirds of the craft beer category growth is coming from IPAs. So well, it's yeah. That's crazy. It's kind of a sleeper style that we think is going to be big in the next few years. All right, so before we run out of time here in this particular segment, i got to discuss uh, the water bottle in front of me because I love this. <laughs> a, it's a beautiful water bottle, but I'm picturing this on like a on a on a bike, you know, with a with you know riding your bicycle around Lake Calhoun or whatever we're calling the lake nowadays. Uh, but this is cool. So can yeah. I pack my beer in this as well? That's all we'll... for you. You can, yeah. Look at so, this little half sock. I think it's cool. <laughs> There's a can koozie in there for you too. I'll tweet this out I call later. It a half sock or how come more breweries don't do this? This is a brilliant idea. It'll keep my it'll keep my hazy little things IPA nice and cold throughout yeah, summer. There you go. That's awesome. So is that can I if I were to hear this and buy can I go online and buy one of these? You can. Okay, yep. that's cool. Yeah. See Tom. There you go. No, what are you doing with yours? I don't know. I broke it. I think oh, he no. took his half his half sock can koozie out and can't get it back in. Oh, I can't take him anywhere. Honest <laughs> to God. Uh, cool. So again, the hazy little things uh, that is out and available in stores, and we'll be having a tasting. I'm assuming at Elevated this weekend. Yes, yes, we're doing the double tasting on Friday in Minneapolis from five to seven, and on Saturday. Uh, in White Bear Lake from 3 to 5, we got the full lineup, the new beers, the Hazy, the Ultra Vesa. I think we still have some Hot Bullet, which is their new uh, double IPA. Uh, sidecars there, the reformulated orange IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've seen a couple of these before, uh, they're new again this year. Specifically, the Ultra Vesa and the Sidecar have been reformulated. So... If you haven't uh, had it yet this year, you haven't had it. So come on in to uh, one of our tastings and, and taste through it and find uh, the one that's working for you. Awesome. And then always go online. Check out these new beers at the website, which is SierraNevada.com. Easy as that. See? Awesome. Thanks for coming in again, Steve. We appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, and you can find out more online at the Beer Show page and also check out Elevated's Facebook page, Twitter page. They do a remarkable job of highlighting these great craft beers uh, all throughout their Twin Cities, uh, multiple Twin Cities locations, and also at elevatedbws.com. Did I miss anything, Tom? No, man. Happy opening day. Awesome. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> you too. Uh, we have one short segment to go. Do not touch that radio dial, folks. This is The Beer Show. 
This is The Beer Show. Let's go drink some beer. On 1500 ESPN. Back here on The Beer Show at 1500 ESPN and the TCL Broadcast Studios. The fourth annual Tapped and Corked uh, is coming up Saturday, April 21st at the Essentia Health, uh, Health Sports Center in Brainerd's from 4 to 7 p.m. on Saturday, April 21st. Gr- craft beer tasting, food and live music, sample over 200 craft beers and wine. Details and tickets at BrainerdSportsBoosters.org. And Reavers, yes, sir. Uh, that sounds like a pretty intriguing event coming up. So we've partnered with these guys for the last couple of years, and uh, Patrick Sunberg uh, comes on our show a couple of times to, to help promote this event, and he's awesome. So I don't know how familiar you are with the Brainerd Lakes area, um, but we used to go up there uh, on an annual basis for the golf opener. We would broadcast up at Dutch's, Dutch Cragen's place, uh, mm-hmm. the, the golf course right on Gull Lake, and that area is really underrated for how cool the craft beer scene is. There's three or four different breweries that are basically all within a, a few miles of one another, and one of them is is Jack Pine Brewery up there. Okay. And Patrick is the uh, is the owner and the founder and, and the head brewer of of Jack Pine Brewery, and his beer is at Dutch's Place, which is the only reason why I ever my my first experience with that beer, and I was like, oh wow, this beer is great. Where's it from? Thinking. You know, it's somewhere on in Oregon or whatever. Yeah, the yeah, like, oh yeah. no, it's it's brewed right here in Brainerd. I'm like, what? Nice. Come on! Nice. So Height and I actually were the first two to. Ha- Shocker! I know Height and I were the first yeah. two to have the beer there, but this event, <laughs> they the man, I, I'm I'm trying to remember what year this will be for the Tapped and Corked event, but it's a really it's, fourth annual. Okay, it's really well done, and they do a fantastic job, and they get a really great crowd every year. And I believe we have a couple of tickets, do we not? Yeah, we got a pair of tickets to okay. uh, give away. So here's the here's the bit. It is up that way, so it isn't Brainerd, but we do want to give these tickets to somebody that's willing to not only make the trip, but also represent the beer show audience and have a good time. Let's just do uh, caller 5651-646-8255. Maybe you might be listening outside of the metro, up in the Brainerd area, at 877-615-1500. We'll put you on hold here while we select that call and then Manny will take your information off the air when we uh, we go to NBA basketball here in a couple of minutes. But it's it's events like this, though, Manny, and then the one uh, we have coming up here, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, that basically is my gateway connection to all of these really cool events. And again, I'm just a dummy that talks on the radio for a little bit. <laughs> there are so many cool and unique opportunities to get attached and be a part of uh, a lot of these not these breweries, but these events and all these people that are associated with it. It's it's a lot of fun and one of my favorite parts about being able to do this job. It's 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 really cool. And like I said, we'll be having Patrick on, I believe, in a couple of weeks to talk about this event because uh, they've been doing it for a few years. It's 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 a wonderful cause and a lot of fun. And I know people that are up in that area because people just associate, you know, the Brainerd Lakes area with with summertime and going to the cabin and kind of getting away from the grind and being in the in the metro area. But uh, it's a cool event. It's a lot of fun. And again, it's it's something that uh, that I always enjoy being a part of. And Patrick's one of those great characters that are associated with uh, with craft beer. He's uh, he's on our show uh, every year to be able to to, pr- to promote that event. So, uh, yeah, let's do caller five six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five. 1500 and uh my thanks to elevated beer wine and spirits and of course uh our friends over at sierra nevada for coming on this week uh it's it's hard to believe but another week is in the books 
And uh, we're going to step aside after this top of the hour break, and we're going to be bringing you NBA basketball. Hard to believe that it is opening day, but also right in the thick of uh, a lot of races in the National Basketball Association. So for Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores, my name is Chris Reavers. You have been listening to The Beer Show. If you missed any portion of the program, find it via the podcast, and you can find that online at 1500ESPN.com. We're also available on Podcast One. So that'll do it. Until next Thursday night, we'll talk to you then. Cheers.